0: By the end of the summer, I would understand that the caller was an angel of sorts, but what he was guarding definitely wasn't me.
1: This is Allie Daniels. You're listening to Antimony. Episode 2, Odorless So sorry to hear about your parents. That must have been quite a shock. You know, sometimes trauma can really affect our sense of reality and safety.
0: I'm not making any of this up. Dr. Gregori had everything to do with my parents' death, many deaths. Why do you think I want to stop him so much? It's not for my health. I'd be much safer if I could just figure out a way to disappear, and get away from his reach. But I'm not sure there is a place beyond his reach. That's why you have to help me. Just listen, at least a little more.
1: Okay. So I take it you heard again from Dr. Gregory.
0: The invitation arrived in the mail the next day. My Aunt Alina couldn't wait for me to read it. That should have been my first clue.
2: Something special came for you, honey buns.
0: Come on in and open it. She had propped the large ivory-colored envelope on the table, resting it against a candle holder shaped like a crescent moon. Come on, come on! I picked it up. My name and address were written in the same italic script I had seen in the email. The back flap was embossed with the initials G-Y-S-P and the angel wing. I slid my finger under the flap, and the packet opened, releasing a complex scent. Lemon, bergamot, rose, lily of the valley, writing undertones of vanilla and amber. I pulled out a thick ivory card engraved in turquoise ink. Well? The Grigori Family Foundation is pleased to extend an invitation to Malachi Catriona Smith to join the Gregory Young Scholars Program commencing the 1st of June. The favor of your reply is requested within 24 hours. There are two small envelopes, too. One has your name on it. Here.
2: Nice. Like Chanel number 5, the original. Handwritten. Classy. I hope missing the pageant season won't be disappointing for you. This letter asks my permission. I'm giving it. What does
0: your letter say? As promised. Grasp knowledge and fly. As promised? Her eyebrows knit together. She whipped her hand to her forehead to smooth the crease. Doesn't matter. You have to do this. What does yours say? What wording had won over Aunt Alina so quickly
2: to this plan for my future? Just enough information to let me know this is exactly the right thing for you. She tucked the letter into her left bra cup. Don't you have homework to do? Don't want these Grigori Foundation folks to think they've made a mistake. What wouldn't she show me? What secret
0: was she keeping? Aunt Alina wasn't the only one with a secret. However he knew about it, Dr. Grigori was right. A few weeks before, I had started taking little gray pills A high schooler sneaking pills was an unusual, but I wasn't taking them to get high, lose weight, or cram for exams. I took them for relief from headaches. The secret part was that I had no idea what the pills were and knew nothing about the person who had given them to me, other than that she had told me not to tell anyone. So far, I hadn't. The headaches started a couple weeks before Mom and Dad were killed. When I got them three days in a row, and over-the-counter medication didn't help, my mom took me for an eye exam, just in case they had something to do with my vision. The exam started out normal enough. I sat in the chair in the little windowless room and looked at the doctor's diplomas while I waited for her to arrive.
3: I'm Dr. Uriel. Thanks for coming in today, Kaya. Let's see if there's something we can do to help you with those headaches.
0: She looked at the sheet I filled out, explaining why I was there. She was slim and pretty, and wore small rectangular statement glasses with bright red frames. Her velvety voice and scent of ginger crossed with vanilla put
3: me more at ease. We'll start with the standard tests and move on from there if we need to. Your records say you're hyperosmic, but that doesn't seem to be related to your headaches.
0: I nodded, grateful that she mentioned my condition as a fact and didn't get all weirded out. Sometimes when people hear about my sensitivity to smell, they start trying to casually sniff their armpits or catch their breath in their hands for a quick whiff, just in case. I focused on my breath to keep calm. We did the test with the lenses that spin and click into place, making the letters on the wall chart clear, blur, sharpen, and soften again. The doctors, which is better, this one or this one, this one or this one. Now, this or this. or like the tick-tock of a clock.
3: Nothing's wrong with your vision, Kaya. I'll have Dr. Focalore come in and do a retina scan. If everything's normal, it will help us rule out any major problems.
0: Major problems?
3: Like a brain tumor, but it's probably nothing. Dr. Fokalor will be right with you.
0: She took her comforting scent with her and left me alone in the dimly lit room. No air moved, and the only sound I could hear was my own heartbeat. After a moment, another doctor in a white lab coat entered and identified himself. Dr. Fokalor had a friendly, open face and did not wear glasses. His scent told me he had played racquetball at lunch and hadn't taken time to shower.
4: This shouldn't take long. Let me know if you feel any discomfort.
0: I put my chin on the white plastic chin rest and opened my eyes wide. Dr. Focolor shone bright light at me and turned some knobs. A weak current of air wafted toward my eyes, like you feel when you lean in close to a sleeping baby, Checking for air to make sure she's still breathing.
4: It's taking a little longer to locate the right spot. Ah, here we are. Don't go anywhere. Stay stay right here.
0: Brain tumor. Rats. What would happen next? Surgery? Chemotherapy? Would I lose my hair? Did I have time to get on one of those granted dying child her wish lists and go on some fabulous but final trip? It would be my luck that the only slot they would have would be for swimming with the dolphins, since I hated water. I was composing my, I have always dreamed of traveling to Iceland to ride one of those beautiful little horses. So for my dying wish, letter, when Dr. Focalore strode back in with Dr. Uriel close behind him.
4: I apologize for leaving so abruptly. I want to get Dr. Uriel's opinion about this. You have an unusual... Brain tumor? Oh, no, no. I don't think so. It's just... I've never seen anything like it.
3: Kaya, please let me take a look.
4: Hmm. Yeah, hmm. Yeah, cold. Reflective. Brilliant. I don't know if this has anything to do with your headaches, but your retinas are very unusual. Rather than what we expect to see a dark green or brown or red your retinas are golden. They actually reflect light back when the right frequency of light is shown into them doesn't seem dangerous. You show no signs of cancer or illness, but this is highly unusual. Would you be willing to participate in a, a study uh, so we can learn more about your unusual condition? What caused it? What it means? It could be very important as we learn more about eye health.
0: I didn't say anything still catching up with the fact that I wasn't going to die, but I wasn't getting my dream trip
4: to Iceland either. I'll just go get some paperwork for you to take with you. You can think about whether you would like to participate or not.
3: Do not let them study you.
0: You're hurting my hand.
3: Don't let them. If they find out about your eyes... About what we have seen today, it will be terrible. For you, for everyone close to you, say no. He'll be back soon. Here are two bottles. Put them in your backpack,
0: now. Uh, There's nothing written
3: on them except a phone number. Isn't there supposed to be... Your headaches aren't caused by your eyes, but they're related. I can't say any more right now. Take one pill, but only when it's really bad. These are hard to get and dangerous if you overdo it. You have enough for a couple of months. Got it? Yes or no? Yes,
0: doctor.
4: I want to emphasize that I've seen nothing today that causes me any concern for your health. You concur, Dr. Uriel?
3: Oh, yes.
0: She was looking at Dr. Folklore. But when she swiveled back to face me, her eyes widened, as if reminding me of the seriousness of what she had said.
4: Here's the paperwork. Read it over with your parents and decide if you're willing to help us. This could be quite an exciting research opportunity. Uh,
0: uh, Thank you. Thank you both.
4: Someone will be in touch about the study.
3: Tell no one anything. Call my number, the one on the bottles, from a payphone. Wait a few days and be careful. See the receptionist on your way out and schedule another appointment for a six-month checkup. Have a nice day.
0: I tried the number three days later. It was hard to find a payphone, but they still had a couple of them at the bus station downtown. I heard the phone ring three times before a crisp click.
1: The number you are calling is no longer in service. Please check the number and try again.
0: The pills worked brilliantly, but bizarrely, whatever they were, they had no scent whatsoever. I figured I should start with half a pill, since Dr. Uriel said they were so valuable, and I had no idea what she meant by dangerous if you overdo it. I tried to reach her at her office, but was told she no longer worked there, I felt strange putting a mystery substance into my mouth that was given to me by someone I had only met once and then had disappeared without a trace. But I was grateful for the relief. The minute I took a dose, the pain vanished. It was totally worth keeping a secret for. We will keep your secret, Dr. Gregory had said. The pills were mine. What was Aunt Alina's? When Aunt Alina went out to karaoke that night, I snuck into her room. I wanted to know what her note from the GYSP said and why she was keeping it from me. I saw the note on Aunt Alina's dresser where it rested amongst a collection of cut glass perfume bottles. The paper was folded and a little crinkled from its earlier hiding place, which I preferred to think of as next to Aunt Alina's heart rather than inside her miracle bra. I paid attention so I could put it back in exactly the right place and eased it out from amongst the forest of bottles and atomizers. I opened it carefully. The elegant blue script had only one line. As promised, rewards await. As promised? Rewards? I knew in that moment it was possible to feel two contradictory things at the same time, alarm, signaling that I shouldn't go to this program if I valued my safety, and intense curiosity, announcing the fact that I absolutely had to go. I went back to my room, fired up my computer, went to the address on the invitation. My name popped up with a box next to it. I clicked yes.
2: Aunt Alina saw me off at the bus station. Have a great time, sweetheart. If this doesn't work out, I'm sure we can find something else for you to do. Maybe the Miss Dairyland pageant or volunteering. Someone will want
0: you. Thanks for the vote of confidence. You have your locket, right? Uh, yes, thanks. I had started
2: carrying some of my pills in it and wore it all the time. Good. Good. Take this, too. It's one of your mother's art history books. I love this one with all the glossy color prints. You never know when this might come in handy at summer school, right? See, just holding it makes you look smarter.
0: Man, could she mix thoughtfulness and insult in a single gesture?
2: And here's one more thing. It will make you think of me. I know it's not really your thing, but in here are some supplies, just the essentials. Mascara, tweezers, concealer, nail polish.
0: Uh, thanks for everything, Aunt Nalina. Thank you. I know I have to do this, and you'll
2: have a great summer. You know it, honeycakes. It's bikini season, and I'm bikini ready.
0: Mm, great. I climbed on the bus and said goodbye to my life before the Gregory Young Scholars Program, the life I could never get back. The Gregory Young Scholars assembled in the Divinity School common room for introductions. Twenty of us from all over the world. Food smells from home still clung to us like olfactory passports with the tang of curry, fermenting kimchi, and garlicky spaghetti sauce. The scent that stood out in the mix and pierced me with homesickness wasn't a food. It was varnish and linseed oil— My mom had been an art conservator, and that was how she smelled when she came home from her lab. The smell came from several paintings hanging on the back wall of the room. I could see past two people dressed in tough guy black security guards that they were all paintings of the Madonna and Christ child. In each of them, angels flanked the mother and child and gazed intently into the baby's eyes. The child, on his mother's lap and the smell I associated with my own mom made my heart ache, and I told myself now would be a really bad time to cry. Luckily, a well-dressed woman gestured for us to take our seats in the chairs arranged in a semicircle around a gleaming mahogany podium. As the woman waved her arm, though, what flooded my nostrils was an odd combination. Meadow flowers, fresh rain, and fish that had turned to rot. I stopped myself from exploring the smell further so I didn't look odd, sniffing in her direction. Dr. Grigori was even more distinguished in person than in his video. His silver-tinged hair was more lustrous, his white teeth brighter, blue eyes more dazzling, his perfectly fitting pinstripe suit made him look more like a wealthy banker than a school administrator, at least any school administrator I had ever seen. Aunt Alina would have been all over him.
5: Every one of you is here by special invitation, chosen because you have an extraordinary ability, talent, or aptitude that has come to the attention of the Gregory Family Foundation. Our program of work together this summer will unlock and bring to flourishment abilities yet untried or dormant. Discoveries in this program will create a legacy for generations to come. You will be instructed by the finest professors, have access for first-rate scientific facilities, rarely viewed manuscripts and precious artifacts, and acquire information of which those outside this program can only dream. GYSP participants become a team, and achieve more than any individual on his or her own. This analogy is appropriate. We attain the cohesion of a family.
0: Ugh, longing for my parents clobbered me
5: again. Although the Grigori Foundation has actualized an efficiency and influence greater than any family has ever achieved. Much will be demanded of each of you. This is an intensive summer program of study, not summer camp. You will no doubt experience trials and obstacles that you must overcome in order to prove successful. If you feel anything but the strongest commitment to this program, then today, this very afternoon, is the time to leave. However, if you do your part and give the Gregory Young Scholars Program your entire dedication, even devotion, you will receive rewards beyond your wildest imaginations, even the imaginations of such young, creative, and bright participants as yourselves. And now, important business demands my attention and calls me to another assemblage. I anticipate with delectation getting to know each and every one of you better during these next weeks. I leave you in the capable hands of one of my assistants, the Dean of Students, Ms. Arguros, who will guide you through introductions and other administrative details.
0: Ms. Argurus was fit, tanned, blonde, and smiley. Her job appeared to be to restore some of the summer camp atmosphere Dr. Grigori's address had dispelled. Well, hello there. Despite her cheery demeanor, something was off about Ms. Arguros. Even someone with only normal olfactory capacity must have been able to smell the overwhelming amount of perfume she had doused herself with. I breathed through my mouth and hoped the nickname I had left at home wouldn't catch up with me here. Should we
6: get started? Okay, let's go around the circle. Tell us your name, hometown, favorite flavor of ice cream, favorite subject in school, favorite color, and if you were an animal, what would you be?
7: Uh, my name is Neith. I was born in Tallinn, in Estonia. My parents were diplomats. But I missed
0: a lot of what of people said as, as I rehearsed I my answers my in my head.
7: Was chocolate chip. For my favorite subject in school, I can't decide. It's either German, French, Mandarin, classical Ethiopian, Slovenian, Russian, Arabic, or Latvian. My favorite color is white. If I was an animal, to I my left, be a, raven, a boy named Neath finished I talking. Like
4: to speak.
0: Silence. Too much silence. Oops, my turn. Uh, Kaya Racine, Wisconsin, mint chocolate chip. Um, history, I guess. Turquoise platypus. Why did I say platypus? I'm not even sure what a platypus is. Is it dangerous?
8: Ugly? Thank you, Kaya. Next. I love duck-billed platypodes. Some people say platypi, but that is incorrect. Platypodes are the only mammal, other than the spiny anteater, whose REM sleep patterns may be similar to those of human babies. I wonder what platypodes dream about. Oh, so anyway, my name is Delani. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, USA. Uh, What else? I know my animal, but what else do you want to know? Favorite ice cream flavor, subject in school, color, then wannabe animal.
0: This from a gorgeous blonde girl who smiled and nodded at Miss Agurus as she repeated the list. She had introduced herself as Xanthi. Los Angeles, California, USA, lavender glacé, political science, coral lynx. Xanthi smelled like one of Aunt Alina's special occasion perfumes. Man trap. Delaney continued.
8: Oh, yeah, thanks. Tiger stripe, biology, orange, and spiny anteater. Tiger stripe? Yeah, orange sherbet, vanilla, and chocolate fudge stripes. Delicious.
0: After the non-threatening questions, Ms. O'Gruis moved the more serious topics you always know are coming after the warm-up and asked us to tell a little about our families of origin. She did that, I'm listening nod, as each person spoke. It turned out that all of us were either adopted or had lost one or both of our parents.
6: GYSP participants tend to come from families others label as broken or no longer intact. We find, though, that belonging to the GYSP family more than compensates for our individual losses. Please tell us all something about your hopes and goals for your time in the program.
0: My fellow students in the GYSP were brainiacs in search of answers to life's big questions. They came here with 4.0s and published scientific experiments, they had spent summers cataloging previously undiscovered species of beetle in Amazonian rainforests, identified possible genetic codes that would help in the treatment of childhood leukemia, and given up spots on the Olympic archery team to do this program instead. I expected Dr. Gregori to step back into the room, ask me to join him in the hallway, and quietly inform me that G.Y.S.P. had made an unfortunate mistake. They thought they were admitting some other Kaya Smith. Why was I here, and what could I say that wouldn't make me sound like a complete loser or paranoid crazy person, that my parents had been killed and accident photos showed me the same angel's wings that appeared in the GYSP invitation, which made me think coming here might help me find some answers. There was something my aunt didn't tell me about her communication with the GYSP that made me suspicious about both her and the GYSP. Even what Dr. Gregori seemed to know about me sounded more like weirdness than talent. I can smell things others can't, but it's not like it's useful to be able to tell the difference from a hundred yards between stinky feet and Frito-Lay corn chips. No way was I going to say those things out loud. Truth be told, beyond curiosity or paranoia, I was attracted by the lure of fitting in, as Dr. Gregory had said, feeling like I belonged Although, hearing the answers around the circle, I had yet to see how that could possibly be true. We definitely didn't have academic prowess in common, so as other amazing students spoke, my plan crystallized. Use the time to see if I could at least find out the significance of the matching angel wings on the GYSP invitation at my parents' crash scene and on my locket, until I was discovered as a fake or flunked out, whichever
6: came first. Miss Smith, what are your hopes and dreams for your participation in the program? Uh,
0: I, I just think it will be interesting to be here. Oh, great. I'm a stammering, duck-billed platypus. Ms. Argurus let my lame comet dangle in the ether a moment. Then moved on to Delaney, who was hoping she would learn something that could help humans better understand ecological shifts during the last half a century and achieve universal harmony between bipedal and quadrupedal mammals, or something like that. At the conclusion of our get-to-know-each-other conversation, Ms. Arguros nodded toward the door, and a man strode in the room, pushing a wooden cart stacked with white rectangular boxes.
6: These will prove invaluable tools and are yours to keep. She and the man went around the
0: circle and gave each of us one of the boxes. I slid the top off. Inside was an electric tablet and a stylus.
6: When you turn yours on, you will see the names and locations of your classes and information about the special research project designated for you. If a research project has not been assigned yet, Rest assured that your professors are paying particular attention to you, and your progress in the program and an appropriate project will be found for you.
8: Oh, interesting.
6: I'm going to be working on cavitation. Use your tablet for your homework, correspondence, personal journal, anything. In fact, you'll use your new tablets instead of any personal communication devices you brought from home, which we will now collect from you.
7: What's Hey, I need that. What? Oh, come on. Seriously?
6: Now, now, these tablets you have been given are far superior to anything you've brought with you. Superior to anything on the market, actually. The GYSP has found that participants are more successful without the distraction of social media or contacting friends and family from home. Think of it as a small sacrifice for huge rewards. Now, you can leave your tablets here while we repair to the courtyard for some refreshments. It just so happens that we have each of your favorite ice cream flavors on offer.
0: I looked at my tablet and pushed the on button. The screen brightened. My name appeared. But next to research project was a blank. Oh, good. Particular attention for
1: peculiar me. But you got some particular attention, as you put it? Eventually, not right away. Dr.
0: Gagori probably loved knowing I would wonder and worry about what was going to happen, especially since other students already knew what their research projects would be. The big difference was other students were doing research. I was the research. Here, let's listen to the next piece of information they got from me. More anamnesis.
1: You mean from the flash drive? I do.
8: Another
0: Dream Lab experiment.
8: This is Nurse Bereath, Dream Lab. Subject, Kaya Smith, GYSP student. An amnesis experiment number two. Dream prompt, Samya. Transmission begins in five, four, three, two...
9: Mm -hmm. I do look amazing. Skin still taut, but none of the blemishes I battled in my youth. My reward for revivifying the Twelve. They give me what they call elixir. Hmm, nephil blood. It must be. It tastes like my blood, but it's slightly silver in color. They told me by drinking it, I will develop nephil traits, although the effect on me, a mere human, will be temporary. "'My fool husband, Japheth. "'It's been 300 years since I found and revivified the Nephilim. "'He takes pride in my youthful appearance. "'But I see the way my father-in-law eyes me with suspicion. "'As if no one knows, Nephilim must be behind "'what I publicly attribute to good nutrition, "'my knowledge of cosmetics and unguents, "'and daily exercise of walks through the glade. "'Of course, everyone but me,' And Noah, perhaps, believes that all the Nephilim were drowned in the flood. I know that twelve remain, thanks to me, and have plans for domination over humans. My mother was right. Nephilim are cocky. It's annoying that they refer to themselves as the peerless and to the humans as the merely. But I can understand why. Nephilim are superior to humans, Hard human, Nephilim can't live forever, but their lifespan is much longer. They don't show age the way humans did. They radiate confidence that matches their taller stature and stronger build. They tone down some of their traits when among the merely, pulling down the corneal layer that masks the metallic sheen of their eyes and never, ever show their wings. To the ignorant, Nephilim are simply more compelling, more powerful, more charismatic people. Humans' belief that Nephilim no longer exists prevents people from seeing what is right in front of them. Twelve peerless Nephilim already in positions of power, about to take the next step in their plan. I've heard them say that the tower they are building at Babel will guarantee them supremacy and even immortality, so long as they remember that they owe me. (sighs) The downside to working for Nephilim is their self-absorption. They give me elixir, but I know if they ever find me expendable, they'll stop. It gets tiring trying to find new ways to please them. (laughs) I've even known the one called Gadriel hoping to produce an heir nephil enough to pass as one of them, to increase their numbers. Not that it was a hardship to be with someone so stunning, but every time I've borne a child, it looked completely human, no different than the children I eventually had with Japheth. This was fortunate, actually, since on finding each child to be apparently merely, Gadriel ordered me to dispose of it. Their inferior status, with not even enough nephil blood to make them appear anything but human, made them detestable to the Nephilim. They called each offspring Eliud. The name means the hand of God. A slap in the face from the enemy who had tried to destroy them. I talked Godriel into sparing our children and convinced naive Japheth that they were his own. The peerless are also fixated on Noah. His refusal to be intimidated by them led them to believe he has something over them, perhaps has something they needed. They had debated torturing him to find out what, but he is revered among them merely, and a revolt by humans would not be helpful. The Nephilim needed their labor, and for now there are far more humans than Nephilim to control them. So, despite the fact that I despise Noah... It's time to go spend more time with him and do my marvelous job of acting, appearing interested in his ridiculous stories to see if I can discover what secret he keeps.
8: Once again, a successful Dream Lab transmission. Kaya is a natural and who requires little prompting to get to the material we desire, will inform Dr. Grigori and prepare for Kaya's next Dream Lab appointment. What? Uh, Nurse Breith? Where am I? Who... You're fine, Kaya. Here, let me help you.
1: So, it's you again. I mean... You're having the dream, which the staff at the GYSP somehow recorded? Yes,
0: recorded because these dreams are about real people, real events in the past that are somehow part of my dreams. My dreams bring them into the present so they can be seen or at least heard. I can
1: see them, but as far as I know, the GYSP can only hear them. And the voice was the same as in the other dream. The female voice.
0: Samia, Yes, that's her. The one who brought back the Nephilim after the
1: flood. She said she had known someone named Gadriel. Does that mean... You're the Bible person. You tell me. How do you know they're not just dreams? I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean just dreams or or maybe i do i mean why do you think the events are real what kind of a reverend are you uh episcopalian um we're a small protestant denomination i don't i don't mean
0: what's your brand or branch or whatever i mean have you read the bible there's lots of dreaming that goes on in there and People don't say, well, it was just a dream and brush it off. You know, Joseph, who ended up in Egypt interpreting dreams for the Pharaoh? Joseph in the story of Jesus, who was directed in a
1: dream to take Mary for his wife? You've heard of him, I hope? Of course I have. It's it's just that we don't tend to treat those things as seriously as they are. As they did at the time well it's time to
0: start because I'm telling you the bad guys are and you need to catch up quick so here we go back to my first day at the GYSP after snarfing down some frosty mint chocolate chip deliciousness I decided to check out the library I wanted a little time alone. Our first class tomorrow would be soon enough for my next round of feeling inadequate. Plus, I liked the dried grass and vanilla scent of old books and running my fingers down their spines, wondering what other hands had held them. When I walked through the front doors, I saw one of my fellow GYSP students sitting behind the front desk. Josh, Trenton, New Jersey, Butter Pecan. Philosophy, Blue, Jack Russell Terrier. He smelled like downy fabric softener and crayons, two of my favorites. He was leaning over a book, engrossed from the look of it, while kneading something in his right hand. Each squeeze of the lump released a plasticky smell. His eyelashes were so thick I could see them from a distance. I paused, hoping I could watch him blink. Josh looked up at me and flashed a killer smile. I almost looked away. Instead, I went up to the desk, but I focused on what he was massaging in hopes of keeping my
7: heart from racing. Silly putty. Keeps the mind nimble. (laughs) Not joining the others for a post-ice cream party in the dorm?
0: I thought I would check this place out.
7: Do you want a tour? (laughs) Working in the library is my enrichment option. Some people do chemistry. Some people play piano. I read books. They have some really important works in comparative religion. (laughs) Working behind the desk will let me see what people are interested in right now, too.
0: He had a faint birthmark the size of a dime on his right cheek that looked like a light brown version of those old-fashioned silhouette portraits.
7: So what do you think it looks like? what what looks like my mark i saw you looking what do you think i usually get old lady or policeman my personal favorite is the great state of new jersey <laughs> old lady
0: the rest of the evening sped by i found out he was raised by his father since his mom had died when he was a baby He had come to the GYSP hoping to study the work of mostly long-dead scholars who worried about the nature of God and existentialism and things that mainly made my eyes glaze over, but sounded more appealing when Josh described them. He was especially interested in creation myths, stories of the origins of the universe from different cultures.
7: What are you hoping to learn? Oh, you know, the meaning of life. All the secrets of the universe? Everything? (laughs) Okay, I don't really think you can learn all that in school, but this seems like a good place to get some bearings. There's a lot about life, and my life in particular, that I don't understand. Me too.
0: I really feel like I'm supposed to be here, but not for the reasons the school thinks. I keep wondering how I got in, if the admissions office made some kind of mistake. Do you ever feel that way?
7: No. Not really. I mean, I'm i not just handsome. <laughs> I'm also smart and hardworking. I can't relate. <laughs> Don't worry. If you're supposed to be here, you're supposed to be here. The admissions department isn't God, you know? And you won't get all your answers from professors and doing the homework assignments. There's the curfew bell. Time to go. I have to put a couple things away. I'll I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Do you want to go to the main library with me? I have some things to look up, and if you haven't been there yet, I, I can show you around. Absolutely. After lunch?
0: When he said yes, I blurted, that's great. I wondered if anyone had ever sounded so happy to go to the library. We were given an early bedtime by our dorm proctor, Miss Leora, a plump, genial woman who smelled like hot cocoa. If I had to make up a grandmother, she would be it. Get a good night's sleep, everyone. Your first class and grand adventure gets underway tomorrow. I'll be around to check that lights are out soon. Pleasant dreams. Her warmth cheered me. I still wasn't sure what I was doing here, although meeting Josh was definitely a bright spot, and Delani seemed really nice. I was struck by how many of us had broken families or had lost people dear to us. Maybe that's what fitting in meant. This was like one of those camps they send children to who have experienced terrible loss, where they can be open about their feelings and don't have to keep answering questions that make the asker regretful and the answerer destitute what do your parents do? What do your parents think about that? Are your parents still together? But as far as being in a study program, I was definitely a misfit. Grasp knowledge and fly, the GYSP invitation said. I hoped my grip would be strong enough or that knowledge would be obvious to me when it passed by. I closed my eyes and said a silent prayer that my first class would be all right and that I wouldn't flunk out or be discovered as an imposter before I had at least some answers to the questions that tugged at me, starting with, why was I really here? As I sank into sleep, strains of my mom's lullaby drifted toward me. I started to review the student introductions I had heard who was the singer and how did she know the lullaby but then i stopped i let the sound envelop me and take me deeper into the comforting darkness of unconsciousness with any luck i wouldn't dream much either
1: is Allie Daniels. Thank you for listening to Antimony. This podcast was written by Amy Richter and is based on the novel Antimony, published by Wipfenstock. Copyright 2019. The novel is available at Wipfenstock.com, Amazon.com, and other online booksellers. Music for the podcast was composed and arranged by Pan Conrad. You've been listening to the voices of the Silver Linings Players, a group of volunteers from all over the world who came together virtually during the COVID-19 pandemic to record this podcast for you. Episode 2 featured in order of appearance, Lydia Brower as Kaya, Kristen Pageant as Aunt Alina, Lisa Newberger as Dr. Uriel, Kevin Hayes as Dr. Focolore, Josiah Dykstra as Dr. Grigori, Della Wells as Ms. Agoros, Emmett Pro Richter as Neith, Katherine Hilton as Delani, Lily Kerr Young as Xanthi. Phyllis Everett as Nurse Bereath, Kimber Lee Nussbaum as Samya, David Merrill as Josh, Caroline Winter as Ms. Leora, and Kristen Pageant as Zia's singing voice. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell a friend. We'll be back next week with episode three.